You're listening to Rocket Night. Hello, this is Eric DeViking for Rocket Night, and joining me today is Lawrence Jones of the Lawrence Jones Band. Um, well, thank you for taking your time to speak to me today. No worries. Can you uh, tell us a bit about the band? Well, I first started my band when I was 15, and uh, I used to play in all the, the, the pubs, and my dad would do the, the sound and drive the tour van and uh, make sure I was a you know, supervisor while playing, while playing everywhere. And then I got my first record deal when I was 18 and um, started the Lawrence Jones Band and um, just went on from there, really. I, I, had a, I remember having a choice um, when I was studying at Birmingham Music Academy of finishing off my degree or going on tour with Johnny Winter. <laughs> to, go, to go on tour with Johnny Winter. And I've sort of gone on to support the likes of, like, you know, Buddy Guy, Joe Bonamassa, Van Morrison, yeah. Status Quo, the, um, Ringo Starr, some of my heroes that I grew up listening to. So, yeah, I think, I think you know, when, when people say to me, oh, you know, you wasn't, you're not going to get your full qualification that you studied for, I, 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 feel, I, I don't regret it. <laughs> no, I think I think most um, most people in in the business or following the, uh, music, etc., would say that you've you've kind of gotten your qualifications just in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely um, paid my dues, as it was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've played to two one man and his dog once, and I've played <laughs> to you know ten thousand, twelve thousand people. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, with all that in mind, when you first started, you were getting a lot of uh, media attention. Um, and it felt like at one stage, probably, probably around uh, 2014 in particular, um, it was like there was a, a ton of pressure being put on you, like uh, almost as if you were you were the blues messiah. You were the, the person who was going to, to take the blues into the, into the next century. Um, what was it like finding yourself in the middle of all of that? Because uh, obviously you were quite, you were young, but you're still quite young. But you were, <laughs> you were, you were young and just come out of, of, uh, as you said, having gone from playing to a man and his dog to suddenly all everyone wanted a piece of you. I, I, th- I think I, I remember feeling on, honored and no pressure at all. I, I remember feeling like this, this warm feeling inside that wow, people are actually, you know taking note of what I'm doing and, um, and, and they're liking it and connecting with it and, um, you know, coming to my gigs and packing out my gigs and, you know, there's a, there's a real buzz about me and, you know, I was getting into guitar magazines that I'd always, you know, grew, grew up reading and, you know, playing big venues that I'd always, you know, saw artists perform on DVD. So, uh, I, you're looking back, I would have thought that the pressure would have got to me, but I was just riding on that wave. 
you know, okay. and I was lo- and I was loving it, and I was ready for it. Well, that's a good um, that, that's a good thing because you know, in, in the wrong environment, that can be almost a, a crushing thing. And I mean, obviously, you're still you're still going strong, so uh, it it worked. Yeah, and, and and in the early day, I got to support Walter Trout, and yeah. you know, he 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 was really took me under his wing, and he sat me down, and you know, I was only like eighteen, nineteen at, at, at the time, and he was like, you know, don't don't drink and don't do drugs and you know this yeah. is how you know you, you know you want to inspire to me that this is how it makes you and he, he was saying that he his liver was going you know yeah. that was just before his liver transplant and um he promised to play on my record um the the one that you're on about in 2014 called temptation yeah. um and he, he he that 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 was my first um big blues record um and i went over to louisiana to record it with a with, with Mike Zito at Dockside Studio, where like Derek Trucks had done out, yeah. BB King, and uh, and and yeah, and Walter had agreed to play on my album, and <clears throat> I remember him being so ill, he still played on it, yeah, um, and stuck to his word, and I just thought, you know, that that that's the sort of guy that I'm, I want to take um, influence from. So I've had I've been very lucky to to be taught the old school way, you know, by by the by the by the best. Yeah, no, that's and that's very much Walter. I mean, I've, I've followed Walter for a very long time, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's great to see him back in in fine form. But um, yeah, it's great. But, but yeah, him dragging himself into a studio when he probably shouldn't have that sounds uh, very much like the man. Um, yeah, and, and 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 that and that took took a lot of pressure off me because these guys was raving about me and they made it quite easy for me in a way because they were they they were giving me their blessing and their word and I couldn't ask for more than that. Yeah. Um, and when, when um, you know, Buddy Guy was even asking about me and I was backstage at a gig and he's like, you know, who's this, who's this Lawrence Jones? This <laughs> white boy from England. You know, yeah. bring, bring, bring him in my dressing room. But brought him in and he said, yeah, what, what's this about you playing the blues then? <laughs> yeah. And I just said, oh, you know, uh, you know, just just having a bit of fun. He's like, let's have some fun tonight. He got me up on stage, and and that that was probably the biggest schooling I've ever had. I can imagine. Yeah, he doesn't take that prisoners. Was, that was insane. And when I was on when I was on stage with him, he um he said the, he, he he said he said what key do you want to play? And I said, oh, can we do can we do this one in C? I went, oh no, actually I'll do it in A. He goes, you better make up your fucking mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> No pressure. Oh, it was definitely an experience. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I first saw you back in uh, 2014. You were doing the uh, that acoustic opening set for Joanne Shaw Taylor, uh, oh, Taylor when yeah. she was doing that little gig for Planet Rock in the O22. Um, and you were still with uh, Roger and Miri at that point. Um, yeah. And since then, you know, you've you've assembled quite a tour de force of a band. Um, and you've come extremely far, but looking back that far, it must almost feel like an, another lifetime. Uh, you know, even though it's only about five years, not even five years, because that was what in the November. Um, how do you feel like you've as you've grown as an artist since then? So much has happened. I've had a, a big record label um, invest in me, which is you know Sony and Top Stop Music. Um, you know, I've had to 
the pleasure of working with with great musicians and finding younger guys who grew up listening to the same stuff that I listened to, who's, who's in the same place. Um, changed different management. Um, got an amazing management now, and uh, and yeah, went from playing on you know opening up for acts for a Planet Rock event and being being a hush hush secret yeah. secret event to, to now being a listed on Planet Rock. Yeah, it's a massive achievement, which is what we set out to do when you saw us there you know that was our introduction to to planet rock and to to get our connection with going with a real um radio station who support in real bands because that that is so rare now it is um so so yeah so much has changed you know and um i took a huge risk on on the last album to to go a little bit more mainstream and um it, it really paid off in Europe and in Holland. We got, you know, on national radio and TV and got, got a bit of a hit over there with, with, with that album. So it, it was, it was amazing to, to have that experience and go up another level. Um, like, you know, like we have over there. But I think coming back to this record now that we've just done, we, um, we've got all of that buzz out of the way you know we've yeah. got all of that newness out of the way and, and all the all the new faces now are, are like family so we yeah. we fit in together we've done two years of touring together we've progressed we've done two years of pre-production for this album working on songs you know i wrote like 60 70 songs for this wow. for this album and chose the best the best 12 so you know we really this is the hardest working album i've ever I've ever worked on and um, this longest it's, it, it's I've ever had one coming out because I normally put an album out every year. Yeah, but it's definitely a year, one. year and a half. But this is you know two 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 years coming up and and yeah, it feels good. It feels like uh, I've come back to my come back to my roots. You know, and, yeah. uh, made it made it really about the music. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm guessing that cementing of the band also played a part in expanding from just being Lawrence Jones to the Lawrence Jones band. Yeah, when I first started out, that's that's what I called myself and it was a it was a management decision when I was a, a, a very young age to, to to call it Lawrence Jones, not Lawrence Jones band. Yeah. Um and, and this album, um this this is the first album I've ever, ever used the same band for. And, okay. it's my, and it's my band that I built yeah. a connection with, who, who are like brothers now. So it feels good to to know that that them them friendships um, are strong. Um, so I had to call it Lawrence Jones Band. You know, all them old school records that I grew up listening to, Almond's Brothers Band. You know, yeah. <clears throat> you know Steve Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. You know, he's, he's got Rory Gallagher, it, all, all them sort of stuff. It was like that. That's where we wanted to take influence from this be a proper band you know so we're going to call it Lawrence Jones band yeah and a you can cha- a new chapter yeah and you can hear the chemistry uh in in the music you know it's it's very lively and you can hear the interplay and how how it all works um and it comes together very nicely oh thank you what's your favorite track Aha, uh-huh. now see that's the thing and that's actually a question I was going to come to <laughs> for, for, for you because um You've got, uh, you know, it's, it's, you've got 12 superb examples of contemporary blues and, uh, you know, it's, you can hear 
uh, it touches on sort of the, the the very history of the genre itself. And you know, some of, some of it's obvious, some of it is subtle. Um, but you've also got a number of standout tracks. I mean, obviously, I'm waiting. It's getting a huge amount of radio play now, you know, which must feel fantastic. And it's a it's a super song. You know, I can understand why you went with that for the the first single. It's just absolutely loaded with energy and it hooks you in straight away. But one of the really standout tracks for me is "Long Long Lonely Ride." Oh, cool! Because it really it really shows off your uh, musicianship, musicianship on the acoustic guitar. Because you know, if a song can stand on its own on acoustic guitar, you know you've got something special. Yeah, well, we were meant to record that song. Um, I wrote that song about three years ago, and that's that's one of the songs I brought to to Top Stop Music and Sony when I first signed with them. And uh, we did it as a band, and uh, we made it sort of like you know, like uh, like Eric Clapton's J, you know, JJ yeah. sort of vibe. And it was like, yeah, it's good, you know, it's good blues. But you know, we'll, we'll come back to that. And we thought, <laughs> yeah. you know, that that'll probably never come back to. You know, fast forward to two years on, and there it is. we do it again. We do it again in the, to play it in the, in the rehearsal room. We went to the Caribbean and cure ourselves to, to do pre production to meet our producer. And we were just playing it, and he walked. He walks, you know, he walks in the room, and he listens to us, and he's just sat down with his hands in his head, and we're like, "Oh shit, what have we done? <laughs> is it, you know, is it not good enough again? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, does he think we're stale bringing the same song?" And he goes, "No, no. Right, what we're gonna do is we're gonna make it authentic. We're gonna we're gonna play the acoustic." guitar we're going to make it really simple and uh because simple is harder to play yeah it is and i was like and i was like wow you know that's that's a statement i'm up for that challenge so we tried to do it simple and then we simplified it and simplified it again and it and it, and it came out to that and it was literally one one thing that was <clears throat> so yeah we just got we just like right we're going to get the vibe and whatever it will be it'll be we're going to leave it on the record yeah, well, you definitely succeeded with that one. Um, That's cool. I mean, there's other tracks like Mistreated, Beautiful Place, uh, Heart is on Fire, uh, The Love. I mean, they're all all individually on their own. They are extremely strong tracks. But uh, but I do I do have sort of like the, the cheeky favorite of the, the Day Tripper cover as well. Uh, because, oh, not cause, really? Cause, yeah, because I like what you did there because um, – uh, you know, obviously, I have the the press release, and you know, I, I know what you were trying to do there, and, and you can hear that, and that that sort of interplay between the the SRV and the and the Beatles. You know, it's just it's just a really fun song. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, this is something just yeah. just fun to kind of groove out with. Well, but, I hope I did it. I hope I did it justice because that was uh, our producer's idea, and you know he, he likes to chuck me in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "You're from Liverpool. Beatles are from Liverpool." Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he's like, "I want to give this a go," and you know, um, you know, I'm really glad I, I did it because it was. It, I think live, it's going to be it's going to be amazing to do. Yeah, that's going to be one of those things that's going to get the get everybody up and dancing and uh, singing along, you know, all mad and crazy. Um, yeah. So, what's your favorite, or is that something that kind of changes with the mood? Because I mean, that's that's the thing about music. I mean, one day uh, a favorite album for me might be something by Zeppelin, the next day it might be Muse. You know, so it's, <laughs> yeah, I think I think my, my two. No, I think I think it they they they're always the two that stand out for me, and the first the first ones wipe those tears dry. Yeah, because <clears throat> that's um, 
to me that's like the ultimate progression of <clears throat> what my previous album would would um um from the truth i feel like you know that's you know if we'd have all had that connection from the start and that experience that's how the truth would have sounded okay um so it felt amazing to for me personally to know that we've progressed and we can do that um pop blues stuff mm. you know pop pop rock blues stuff um but but probably my favorite track on the albums everything's going to be all right because that's the first song i wrote and i was like right this is i'm going to shape the whole album from this yeah. song. and that is a, that is a brilliant track as well oh thank you it's it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to say because no, yeah, it is, and I can I can imagine when it comes to choosing singles that it must make it really difficult to say what comes next because um, you know often. I didn't <laughs> well, okay, well that I makes it that, make, that makes it a bit easier then. <laughs> I, I, I stay out of it because. Um, uh, they all become they all them songs become my babies. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and then I'm too I'm too attached I'm too attached to it. And then when they do a single cut, and then I listen to it, I'm like, no, 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 it shouldn't be like that. It should be the ten minute guitar solo. No. Yeah, true. Fair <laughs> enough. Know, so, so I let I let I trust the people I work with. Okay, and, um, which is good. I've, I've read a lot of stuff about artists cho- not choosing their, their singles and. Um, you know, letting letting the people have it all the plugger, and um, you know, if you're proud of the whole album, then why not? Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, enough. yeah because sometimes um, we get too emotionally attached to things, and uh, that's not always <laughs> going to be the thing that's going to stoke the the exactly, audience. Yeah, but but we wanted to put "I'm Waiting" out there because we wanted to be like, you know, hello, hello, guys, we're we're back. Yeah, you and know. then the video is uh, with Wyatt. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah, we want to add a bit of, you know, a bit of British humour in. Yeah. That, that, that's lacking at the moment, and uh, we like to take the, like the mix, so why not? Uh, which is good, because it's also good to be able to poke fun at yourself as well, because you don't want to take it too seriously. you got to have fun. Of course you have, you know, music's fun, and that song's mad. Yeah, so, and that's going to be another one live. Bad. That's going to be another live kicker as well. Oh, uh, yeah. We started opening with that at the moment on okay. our live shows. and People have been freaking out and loving it. That's good. So with the uh, production of the album, because it has a really uh, plush live sound, did you record it live rather than tracked? Yeah, we did everything live. Um, and that's what we wanted to, wanted to do. I mean, we, we, we checked it last time and we use exactly the same studio and you hear the two different albums we really 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 sat down and talked about how we wanted it before we even went in there for for a year okay. i think um and 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 how we were going to record it you know we were going to record the drums with just free microphones like john bonham would and make yeah. it really roomy and old school and we were going to track everything live and maybe just do one or two overdubs on solo guitar solos you know everything i want to that you hear there um we can replicate exactly the same live yeah um and and that's what i think is lacking in the music industry um at the moment yeah it's very flat it's very flat laptops or tracks behind or You know, they've created some wild sounds in the studio that they can't get live that they have to make 
bring another guitar another guitarist that's got 10 amps behind him in you know or yeah, or they had a, an effects rack sitting there uh, chucking out all the uh, the overdubs during the yeah, game. yeah. And, and we didn't we didn't want nothing fancy we we're not we're not here to to change to change um, the revolution of the music industry and with, yeah. with this album we're here to give to give um, a bit of vintage back a bit of old school and a bit like look look this is this is what's actually missing you know this this is what this is what we love you know we're, we're paying we're yeah. paying respects to our to our heroes you know like the rolling stones and yeah which you can see Beatles. obviously in the uh, the cover art as well because your your album cover it's it's pure vintage it's it could have been on a, on a cover from 1969 um it's cool and the, the the thing that struck me the undercurrent you know you mentioned john bonham uh but actually the the uh, sort of undercurrent that I, I was getting from the production values for it it reminded me of classic cream yeah definitely uh we, you know, with that we sort of swing that, that real swing to the drums you know and and that uh you, know, you got that slight sort of jazzy funk going behind the blues and it comes together really well and it works on a, a really keen level oh thank you well i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to um go in there and do massive you know guitar distorted sounds i wanted to keep it real classic like the guitar amp was just breaking up and you turned it up you know like like how peter green would go in or eric clapton yeah or jimmy page you know they'd just go in with a guitar and an amp and just plug it in and turn it up we wanted to you know make that really authentic um i think i used probably two pedals on 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 three maybe three pedals two three pedals on the album and yeah just kept it the guitar you know my 60s Blondie 1964 Strat, you know, yeah. we, we had all the vintage gear, you know, vintage Hammonds and old 60s Ludwig. So um, all the gear was vintage. What we wanted to sound modern was the, was the recording. Yeah. So we wanted the vintage um, sound on, obviously we didn't want to record it on tape or we didn't want to go that vintage. We wanted it to have a modern edge in terms of, being clear through the speakers and mm. being clear for radio, you know, and being clear so people can hear all the beautiful parts on the album. Yeah, which you can. And it, it, it almost, although um, you're, you've basically just said that it's recorded digital, it does almost have um, an analog clarity to it. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, and looking at the time, okay, so I'm going to move swiftly along. Um, now, one of the things that I've noticed, uh, I'm, I'm 45 this year, so I've seen the blues go through quite some changes over the, over the years. Um, music's always a cyclical thing. You know, you have all your different trends and everything else like that. And right now, mass-produced music largely all sounds the same. Mm. Um Blues has always sort of uh, steered a very steady course, and like every sort of every ten twenty years, it seems to peak again, where yeah. it really captures the imagination of people. We seem to be in another one of those moments because there's a lot of bands coming up that are either uh, blues oriented or blues rock, um, and it seems to have created a really strong a really strong presence. What do you think is uh, contributing to that? current surge in popularity at the moment i think people are finally realizing that there's other types of music out there in the uk that's other than rap and pop 
and they're, they're sort of maybe a little bit bored with it or that everything is becoming the same and they want to take note or, or their parents are, are switching kids, you know, kids are, are asking more about, you know, music and asking, you know, where it came from. And I think vintage is, is really popular right now. You know, yeah. when, when I look to fashion, all the kids are wearing all the old school 80s stuff. Yeah. You know, and I see yeah. a lot of people wearing <laughs> 70s flares and, yeah. you know, so even, even I think the industry's changed even since I've been in it. Um, and I think, I think, um, yeah, people are coming out, you know, more with freedom of speech and not being as shy. And, and I think that's a good thing. I think people picking up a musical instrument is really healing in today's world. And I yeah. think the, the more people that do it, um, um, the better. And, and, and when I was doing it, um, when, when I first came around, it seemed, it, and I was one of the only blues, you know, pe- youngsters out yeah. there at the time. Um, it seemed to be quite a hard competitive game that not many people was open to, you know, letting you in. But I feel like, you know, the more people that can, can play good music and get into the blues and come through and create a name and a buzz and switch someone who wasn't onto the blues um, and everyone can all come together, I think, you know, we've got a strong chance of, uh, of pushing through. Yeah, and you're also playing music that actually has substance to it and a message and a bit of a story and can draw people in as well. And that there's there's always going to be a song that someone can identify with. Exactly, yeah. And and uh, and I just think like you know these these old blues songs like Thriller's Gone and uh, you know Clapton. You know even 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 on uh, even when Clapton does you know Sunshine of Your Love. I think they're, they're, they're just tunes that will never go away. Yeah. And, and people will always want to inspire to stuff like that. There's just, it's just simple, simplicity music. And sometimes you can't beat that. No. Um, Al, you've got quite a jam packed UK tour kicking off in November in support of the album. Um, yeah. looking forward to seeing you in London. Cool. Um, any plans on taking that beyond the UK in 2020? Um, yeah, definitely we'll be we'll be going out there. I mean, we've got um, two backing singers as well that, that we're bringing out um, because we've got a lot of backing vocals on the album, and um, we've been having backing vocals um, on on big major festivals that we do. So it's nice that the development of the band and the band might even grow bigger by then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, we're, I mean, in September, we've got the album tour and we're going throughout Germany, Holland, Sweden, um, uh, the UK, yeah. um, France. Um, yeah, we're, we're all over the place. Okay. <laughs> it's well, scary looking at the diary right I now. Can, I can imagine. You but, know, thinking, wow, is that going to be my life coming up soon? Um, yeah, well, you know. It's yeah, the biggest, biggest tour I've ever done. Okay. Like, like you know, bam! Here's our here's our album. Bam! Here's our European tour. It's been amazing. The the plan that's been involved in it this time. You know, um, I've been in it in the early days where I planned stuff myself. And hats off to my management because there's no way I could have planned something you know as as big as this coming up. Yeah, I can imagine. And of course, the the, the numbers of people coming in are, are 
growing and the venues are getting bigger and uh, the amount of equipment that has to go and, and staff that go with you, I imagine, is doubled as well in size. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 the families keep keeps on growing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, all the best for that. Um, cause I'm sure it won't be, won't be too long before you're really, <laughs> really bricking it because you're going to have to be arranging, uh, like worldwide tours if the, the right things are, the right things are going. Um, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just happy to, to, um, always, always keep my feet on the ground and just, and just, um, keep, keep, keep doing it for the music and yeah. keep putting it out there because, you know, I'll, uh, I'll uh, I'll never turn to the dark side with the X Factor. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Not going to go diva. Huh? <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I wish you all the best for the launch in September, and uh, see you on the road. Uh, Great. Th- thank you for your time, and uh, don't stress too much about the tour. What I live for. Thank you very much. I enjoyed that interview. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, take care. Yeah, bye. Bye. You're listening to Rock at Night.